Hey guys, welcome to an all new episode of the K-Watts podcast. I'm your host, Kishan Watson, but you know me as K-Watts. And I am super excited because this is the place where we ask ourselves, each other, and God the hard questions, but we're going to have some healthy dialogue. I'm super excited because this is the premiere of an all new season. And as always, when I bring my love bug, my love bug to the podcast, go ahead. Yeah. He's been waiting to do this all day. Guys, welcome my husband, Brandon Watson, international recording. Okay. To be here. It's an honor to be your husband. It's an honor to be loved, not only by God, but by you. Okay. All right. I like to open up with something. Okay. Since I'm on the podcast today (laughs) and I'm not the podcaster. Here we go. I have a little icebreaker. Okay. Five hurtful words in marriage that could be damaging to your relationship. So refrain from using these. Okay. If I had to guess one, I would say one is you used all my bath salts. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Or my candles. Okay. Because I love me some candles. Speaking of, I have candles going now. Yeah, it smells great in here. Okay. Number one. Okay. Again, these are five words to not use in your marriage, especially if you're arguing arguing or disagreeing on something, right? Number one, you always do this, whatever mm. this dot, dot, dot is. Mm-hmm. Refrain from saying you always. Again, number two says you never. Oh, Okay. Trying to one-up each other with a better you-never comment. Again, stick to the facts and keep things specific. Mm. Number three, during an argument, do not say, you should. You should. We all know that the idea of winning and losing has no place in marriage. Right. Because we both won when we said, I do. <laughs> That's Holla. good. That's good. Number four. Okay. But dot 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 dot. Because you know, if you're again going back to the winning thing, you never but. Um, you always but. Yeah, so just don't say but. You know, refrain, refrain from the buts. Is that the last one? No, the number five is I'm done. Oh. Yeah, I, we early in the dating relationship. I was very firm on never saying I'm done mm. or saying the D word. Mm. Divorce. Oh, yeah. We that don't, was just. We don't use those words. No. You want to know what the common. It's just what it is. The common theme of all of those things are, though. Pride. Oh, okay. So we're just going to go right for <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Go ahead. I felt like the common theme of all of those were blaming Besides number five, which was kind of like defeated. But defeated. one through four yeah. was like, you never. You always. You always. It's kind of like, but. but it's the pointing, it's the blaming. It's it's the, you're pointing the finger at the other person. like Never taking accountability. Never taking accountability. I know and a in, couple people that don't take accountability. And I am not one of them. I am miserable. No, no, no. <laughs> this is, you are not one of them. And I neither am, am I. I am, well. No, that is false. I'm so quick to forgive and say sorry. You are. 
You Both. are quick you to are. forgive and say sorry. Mm-hmm. This is true. I tell people that is actually like one of the biggest things that I learned about you very early on. Yeah. That I was like, wow, God, like that's so interesting that he's so quick to the point to I thought that him saying he was sorry and asking for forgiveness wasn't, I don't want to say real, but you weren't taking it seriously because you could do it so quick. And we have talked about this. I haven't talked about it on the podcast, so this is cool. Okay. We weren't planning to talk about forgiveness, but, but since we're in, in this marriage, mm-hmm. you know, together, and it's a 100-100, not 50-50, right? Basically, forgiveness mm-hmm. um, is easy to do. Well, some people say it's not easy to do, but it is easy to do because God forgives us, right? We, we read in Scripture that when we ask forgiveness or we repent— God throws our sin in the sea of forgetfulness as far as it is the east is from the west. It's it's non-existent. And so when I say if I'm holding on to something, I then become bigger than God because if God himself can forgive and forget and I can't forgive and forget, I then become a God. I then become God mm. and saying, God, I'm bigger than you because I can't. I'm choosing to not do that. Mm-hmm. So there's Man, that. That's real mature. That's real mature. That's that's wisdom but right there. But don't test me, though. Okay. All on right. a good Moving day. Moving right along. Well, Juan, babe, thank you so much for being on the premiere of the Kate Watts podcast. Thank you for having me. Of course. You're always so supportive. And, I, and the funny thing is, is that I've learned from all of the episodes that I've done that you and I's episode is always the most downloaded and streamed as if people like listening to us talk. And that shocks me, babe. I love hearing you talk. Oh. And I know you love hearing me talk. Well, <laughs> every day. Also, just so our your listeners on your platform know, we oh. took the Enneagram test. Oh, here we go. All right. And I am a three. And if you all know what a three is, mm-hmm. I'm a performer. Mm-hmm. Oprah is a three. Michael Jordan, he's a three. Okay. Beyonce's a three. Okay. I'm I'm listing greats out there. You that, are? You are? That are threes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so because of that, mm-hmm. I married an eight. An eight. I'm a challenger. No surprise here. People that know me know I am not afraid to ask the what? Mm, the hard questions. I'm not afraid. People say I want all the smoke. I really don't though. I just want peace, love, and joy. But that moves into today's topic. And this is something that Brandon and I have talked a lot about behind the scenes. And it was something that um, God had really placed in my heart a couple of weeks ago. And I just was like, that would be a really cool way to kick off the podcast, especially with the theme of we're asking the questions and we're going to have healthy dialogue. So one of the things that we have in our relationship is that we just openly ask each other whatever that we want. And then really whenever we want, whenever we want. And also it's one of the things that I love about my relationship with God is that I ask him all of the questions. Like I've learned not to be afraid to ask questions because I feel like that's the best way to get to know someone. And I'm always trying to get to know God's character more and more because it just helps me day to day. Um, to know his plans for me. We can go ahead and quote Jeremiah 29, 11. Go ahead. 
before I know. The plans that I have for you to give you what? Says the Lord. Says the Lord. He's going to give us hope and a future. I believe and that. to with, prosper you, not with, harm you. Yes, with all of my heart. So in this episode, I really wanted to know, and I was asking God and then also asked my husband, and I'm going to throw the question out to you guys. So we definitely want you to comment on this episode, tag us in your responses. But I wanted to know, how do you take thoughts captive? Now, we've heard this scripture over and over again. Over and over. We've heard people talk about it. Mm -hmm. But we also simultaneously have heard people talk about how the mental health pandemic has increased, that people are struggling with things like anxiety, with um, OCD, things like that, that it was even heightened. So here's a question. Okay. Has it increased or has the awareness because things around have stopped and now we just see it more clearly that oh we've all have known somebody or have struggled with it but it's been masked because of the busyness of a day-to-day life the busyness or an embarrassment i think that back in the day it could have been harder to talk about certain things that other people identify yeah that were struggling with behind the scenes as well and that people there wasn't community groups there wasn't council there wasn't people coming out and saying like oh my goodness i struggle with that too and and figuring out now that we can identify that so many people struggle with it Mm -hmm. it really just got me to thinking on okay god what's the solution what's the answer so i remember being in church and um the wonderful woman that was speaking mentioned on, you know, do you just allow anyone to come up in your house and just do whatever they want on your house and on your couch? And I was like, I absolutely do not do that. Neither do I. At all. So then she goes, so why would you let any and every thought just take real estate in your mind? I was like, oh, I love me a good, like when the, when the bars connect. So anywho, this let me down like, okay, God, like I get it. I get the the idea of taking a thought captive. I right. get the fact that we're supposed to take thoughts captive. Right. But the question I have is how do you take a thought captive? So I threw this to my husband because one of the things that my husband is super good at um, disclaimer, small, small testimony. I'm not going to get too much into it, but one of the things that, that Brandon has really helped me with during my nighttime, um, sleeping is to make sure that I am resting and not overthinking when it's nighttime, because that is something that I can do. I can just replay my day. I can replay my conversation. It's exhausting. Oh my gosh. I mean, I will go down a rabbit hole and, and it's exhausting. And then I can look up and it's three hours later. Now I have never asleep, I have never snoring. Never labeled myself as struggling with insomnia. I've never labeled myself as saying like I can't sleep at night. I'll either say that I'm a night owl or some of my best ideas come at me at night. Uh-huh. 25% of that is true. So I've had some really great ideas that have come to my mind at 2 a.m. Okay. 80% of them are not great ideas. If anything, they are plaguing. They are harmful. Um, they're distracting. They're distracting. They are not what I would say is um, God's thoughts for my for myself. So, Brandon, when yes. I let's throw this to you. When you hear the statement, and we can also go to the scripture at some point too, how to take a thought captive. What do you what do you think when you hear that? Well, the word captive is you know. 
I always think of like arresting. Like, oh, I've been taken captive. Okay. I've been put in jail, right? Okay. Captive, like. So you're arresting the thoughts that are not either godly thoughts or from God. Mm. And that, you know, is either the lie of the enemy or it could just be you just being you too. You know, like we're human. Our thoughts are a finite mind. Like we have a finite mind. So our thoughts just run all over the place if Mm. we don't like catch it, Mm. especially ADD people. I'm, I am ADD. I'm all over the place. Mm -hmm. And I like rabbit trails. Love them. (laughs) YouTube's one of those, right? And so putting it all in perspective, taking captive of your thoughts has a ton to do with discernment. Mm, That's good. And where the, 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 we talk about the Gen Z and the millennial generation that, you know, we've seen nothing like it. And we're bold and fearless and, you know, we're we're against systems and injustices and it's all great. And we're all super innovative. Mm-hmm. But where this generation has lacked in is discernment oh. of knowing what is true and what's false. Mm. And with discernment, it goes hand in hand with taking your thoughts captive because it's understanding God's voice, understanding your own voice and understanding the lies of the enemy. Mm-hmm. And so our prayer, and I, we were just talking about this, I just did a camp recently, where the guest speaker was talking about it, and um, he was. we were praying, and we are just like, you know, praying, and he's like, I'm, gonna, I'm going to ask this prayer and ask for y'all to pray this, that when we experience, because the gift of discernment, we all are supposed to have the gift of discernment. Mm-hmm. That's not like a special tailored, oh, you you have a discerning gift. Mm-hmm. No, God, give us all discernment to mm-hmm. know what is true and what is not. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts and what are my thoughts and what are the enemy's lies, mm-hmm. right? So he said, you know, God, give us the strong gift of discernment to know, let our the pit of our stomach turn when it's not of you and it is a lie from the enemy. Like give us a physical feeling Mm-hmm. that we know without a shadow of a doubt that is a lie of the enemy. And we connect these two together with taking the thoughts captive. I take the thoughts captive by several things. Mm-hmm. One, renewing my mind. You know, the, the scripture says, don't conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, which is your daily walk in your word. The word of God is, I every time I read it, I can read the same scripture today and read it tomorrow and it's going to feel different. Why does it feel different? Because the word of God is living. Even though it's the same scripture, it's living. So it's going to feel different. I'm going to understand it differently, right? So renewing our mind, one, it's taking thoughts captive. Two, it's discernment. And then three, it's just simply not taking the carrot down the rabbit hole. Like, don't follow the carrot. Just the practical sense of it. I know when I'm ADD. I'm ADD right now. Like, I'm thinking about a couple things. But I have to focus on, hey, okay, all right, come come back around. Don't hit the mic. Don't (laughs) don't, Don't knock over the candle. You know what I mean? Those types of things. Just, hey, the simplicity and practicality of, like, yo, chill, brain. Mm. Just chill. 
So there's a couple of things. One, I feel like that discernment bar that you that just gave. Fire. Ooh, that was fire, right? Ooh, that was fire because I don't think that when people here take your thoughts captive, that the first thing that you need to do is ask God for discernment. And it's funny that you also mentioned like that the prayer that um, the pastor told you to pray was that God, when it is not of you, let me get this this feeling in my stomach yeah. that turns. Mm-hmm. So this is what, and, and I don't know if, if you guys out there have experienced this, but I know that we laugh all the time that when we say something out of our mouths and you feel that tug where the Holy Spirit pulls you back. So my stomach, pull you back. my stomach doesn't turn, but I feel that feeling like mm, there was an error. Mm-hmm. That was not of God. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel yucky. Like, oh, let me take that back. I yucky. do. That's what I feel like. I feel yucky when yeah, I say it. Yucky. So this is the other thing. When someone else says something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also feel like, oh, mm, yucky. Yucky. <laughs> <laughs> yucky. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's a spirit of yuckiness right there. Yeah. yeah. So I'll feel, I'll feel that. I'll yeah. feel yucky. I do too. And sometimes tech in the technical aspect, there was nothing wrong with what they said, but see, this is the thing. And this is where we're asking the Holy spirit to help us to discern because just because I didn't technically like see anything wrong with what they said, it doesn't mean that, um, again, our ways are not our ways. Our thoughts are not his thoughts right somewhere. And what was said was not of God and did not come out of the spirit of God. And the Holy spirit was letting me know. Mm-hmm. To test the spirit. Test it. Test the spirit. So this is where I have struggled and that I really realized recently because I get those feelings when words are exchanged out loud. Mm-hmm. But I notice that when words are not exchanged out loud, when I am just, this is where the enemy will play with me because I'm not verbally coming out and saying what I'm thinking. Right. So I'm literally just replaying it in my head. Right. And I'll replay it in my head for hours. Right. And then literally one day I heard the Holy Spirit say, you could have just asked me. Mm. Three hours later after thinking (laughs) of it. And then you just feel like, you know what? I should have just went night night. Oh my God. Three hours ago. (laughs) Literally I'm sitting back like, and then you start thinking like, God, why didn't I ask you first? Because literally Matthew 633 says, first seek the kingdom. Yeah. I know. And what does that mean? Like, granted, we could seek the kingdom in prayer and worship and praise. And we can also go ask God some questions. So why didn't I bring that thought, that petition to God first before Mm -hmm. I literally took three hours out of my day to run it back? Yeah. So for me, when I'm thinking about how to take a thought captive, when it is consuming me, and when I say consuming me, it Mm -hmm. means that I am now waking up with it on my mind. I am going to bed with it on my mind. And there is no resolve. So obsessing over it. I'm wrestling. I'm wrestling Wrestling or obsessing. What's the difference, sir? Well, wrestling, you go back and forth with. Wrestling, there's a... There's a cutoff. Wouldn't someone say that's confusion? And if I'm wrestling to that point, it's not of God? Or are we, or are we saying that that's warfare? I'm fighting a thing. I'm sure. So. I mean, you could say all of that. But, you know, obsession, if you're wanting to put this into the mental health space mm-hmm. of things, mm-hmm. right? Because there's 
obsessive compulsive disorder, there's things that you obsess over and unbeknownst to you, if you struggle with mental health, if you have witnessed somebody that has struggled with things like that, sometimes they are unaware that they're obsessed with things Mm -hmm. and it just happens Mm -hmm. um, where they can't get off that subject or get off that thought. Mm. Right. And it's just like, yo, we're past that. Get off that. Right. So there, there is the, the two spaces of the practical sense of mental health issues that are, there's practical medical psychology where God uses medication and therapy and, you know, there's a process there of healing and wholeness, right? But where the devil loves to to use, the enemy loves to use, is our thoughts. And this has just been um, because of, of several different avenues to our thoughts. It's through our eyes, mm. through what we hear, mm. through what we speak. Ooh. And sometimes I'll say something, I, I'll remember something I said three years ago. Or the enemy will try to remind you of something you said three years ago and try to twist it. So true. Like, why am I thinking about that now? Oh, my goodness. That's how you know that that's not of God. Mm. And I say that because there's a lot of things that we digest ourselves with, whether it's, you know, books that we shouldn't be reading, shows we shouldn't be watching, uh, songs we shouldn't be listening to, whatever that is. Then we go to lay our heads down to sleep at night and wonder why we can't go to sleep because we have digested all day long poison. Mm. And so I want to say there's the two sides of the practicality with the mental health. There's the, you know, the side of the therapy. We need therapy. We need, you know, medications, things like that. And then there's the spiritual aspect. Both are open doors. And in between that, the enemy tries to squeeze himself in and use it as a playground. Even even the mighty people of God struggle with their thoughts. Hmm. So, okay, this is, okay, because we touched on the mental health piece, which was good. Thank you for sharing that because I think that we, we definitely need to include that. But the one thing that you said that I feel like is super tangible that we can do from how do you take a thought captive is the first thing is that you're asking God for discernment to understand where the thought came from. What's truth and what's not. That's all discernment is. So very simple. We're literally asking God, is this true or is it not? Is it you or is it not? Like, let's break down discernment for a second. Please do. Because... I feel like there's a need right now where the simplest things <laughs> okay. are getting overcomplicated. Okay. Especially within the church. Let's not be so spacey and okay. and so, you know, especially for the Gen Z and for the millennials, we will just want real talk. Just talk, give it to me real so I can and give it to me real so I know it's true, mm-hmm. right? So discernment, all discernment is 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 it true? Is it you? Or is it false? Is it not? Those are it. Is that true? Are you who you say you are? Or are you not who you say you are? Mm-hmm. That's discernment. Mm-hmm. Thoughts are these from God? Mm-hmm. Or are they not from God? Okay, so then, all right, this is good. And then when God says, yes, that's me, 
then right? you're going to probably be like, ah, that is not you because that's too crazy you, because we're living in Pensacola right now. Facts. I love it. Facts. I love it. I love it. Okay. Fair enough. That's okay. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that as it's funny, you know. Okay. Because so- even Jonah, right, in Nineveh, he, he probably told God, you, ain't t- you are not telling me to go to Nineveh. Hmm. And he knew it was God telling him to go to Nineveh. But he kept saying, no, I'm not going to Nineveh. Mm. I ain't going to deal with those people. I'm scared of those people. I ain't going to fool with those people. Mm. Right? Because God will tell you something that sounds crazy. Mm. But again, God is that you. You will get a confirmation that it's him. When Mm. it's God, it's true. You know it's true. Mm. There will be some form of confirmation behind now not like oh man i ordered a pizza and i had like four pepperonis and that means i gotta go you know to somewhere the address starts with four because i gotta move into that house like don't that that kind of confirmation (laughs) you know like god will give you a plain confirmation that oh okay that makes sense so i i know that um I'm laughing because I'm thinking about all the things that God has said to me that, uh-huh. <laughs> that same that were like, okay, God, really? And then the confirmation came in ways where you're just like, oh, God, okay, gotcha. All right. So then when you find out that that thought is not of God, the first, what is the first thing that you're, we're supposed to do? Because sometimes this is where the rabbit hole can also go. Uh, right. This is where the rabbit hole can also go is that now when you've figured out that that thought is not of the Lord, then you're now trying to dig into where that thought came from and why it's plaguing you. And that can take you down another rabbit hole. So sometimes it's not about getting to find where the thought came from because the thought came from the pit of hell. It's just really about taking it captive and and letting it know you have no place here. Okay, so I'm going to give you context and connect these dots for Please you. do, man okay. of God. Okay, mm-hmm. I feel like I have to preface it because I always have a long explanation. Okay. So my explanation is Jesus said it was better for him to leave than to stay because what he would be sending, which is the gift of the Holy Spirit, would be better for us to have here than whether it was just him being here on earth this whole time, right? Mm-hmm. And so with the, with, you know, when we do have a, when we do have a lie thought, when we do have a crazy thought and how we take that captive and how we question that is when we know that it's not, it's not from God. I'm going to, I'll just, I'll say it like this, because this is a perfect part of connecting mental health and a spiritual aspect. suicidal thoughts Mm. killing yourself Mm. you if you ever have had a thought of killing yourself Mm. that will is never from god Mm. because god has called us to live and not die and declare the works of the lord Mm. period there's no other explanation other he has called for us to live right and if we get a thought of man i i should just i should end this i should end my life Mm. It's too much. I need it. I need to kill myself. No, because God has told us to live and not die. So that practical thought, right? And how we connect that is what I just said. The Holy Spirit has come to the earth and has dwelled inside of us to speak it as though it has already happened. Mm. 
So why do, what I mean by that is I, 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 you know, heard, a you know, a speaker say over, over his kids that he gives them a word of knowledge daily and they're five and two. So he doesn't overcomplicate it. It's just a simple, like, this is what you're going to be. So if he sees his little five-year-old struggling with telling a lie, he straight up told him in his eyes, you know, you're an honest, you're going to be an honest man. You know that you're honest. And he repeated it. I'm an honest man. I'm going to be honest. Because even though he told a lie, he's not a liar. Mm. He just told a lie, but he's speaking it now because that's what he'll become. Mm. He'll become an honest man. I will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. If I had a thought of, oh, I want to take my life, I'm going to be like, where did that come from? Yeah. That didn't come from God. Mm. So then I'm going to immediately speak it as though it is already done. I will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Yeah. If I'm going to be a failure in business, oh my gosh, I'm a failure in business. I'm thinking I'm a failure in business. No, actually what I'm going to be is a Fortune 500 CEO. Mm -hmm. This is what God is telling me. This is what God has showed me. Mm -hmm. My business is not going to fail. I may make some mistakes. I may get some bumps in the road. But God, I'm going to be successful. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be full of integrity and character. That's good. You know, it's so interesting because people say the the things that you think will eventually like come out of your mouth, right? Like, um, and I remember as a child, I was always, I would always get in trouble in school for talking too much. So I don't know about you guys, if you remember having to take home like weekly progress reports in school, Brandon doesn't, he can't speak on this. He was homeschooled guy. So this is going to be um, a loner. Okay. <laughs> but every single week I would have to take home a progress report that my teacher would fill out. And then my mom would have to sign And every single week. Well, at least 90% of the time I will always get in trouble because it would always say, that I would be disruptive because I would be talking too much during class. Mm. So this always turned into like a thing to where my mom will always like, my mouth, my mouth, you need to learn how to be quiet. You need to learn how to be, be quiet. So the words of like me being disruptive and me talking too much kind of stayed with me for a while. So as I'm getting older, I'm recognizing that I, that God would use me in ways of communication and speaking clearly. Hello podcast, right? That I've been on, you know, big platforms and had opportunities to get in rooms with people to where God was using me and speaking to communicate and to speak life and to declare um, his works and things like that. Right. But I would find myself sometimes not wanting to go in the rooms that I felt like I was going to disrupt the way they were doing life already. Mm-hmm. I would find myself becoming fearful and secure and mm-hmm. thinking that I didn't belong or I shouldn't go because it, I go back into being that, that disruptive girl that talks too much that my mom would get angry at her because it's like, why does the teacher have to say every single week that you talk too much? (laughs) So I was like, I'm an embarrassment. I'm talkative. I'm disruptive. All of these thoughts. And this is when I really had to understand the importance of speaking life over myself and declaring God's words over me. 
right? Because I would never be able to fully walk into the calling and the fullness of what God is calling me into Mm. when he calls me to go in rooms and disrupt the enemy's plans. When he calls me to go into places and open my mouth and speak truth over people. And for people that are in places to where they are not aware of truth at that time. So Mm -hmm. if I did not and do not continuously, because it is daily, there there are times to where, oh, you're being disrupted. Oh, you're you're talking too much to where I find myself wanting to shrink, not humble myself because there is a difference, not humble myself. But I feel like I need to shrink. Like, I feel like I need to go small. Like, God, can I be invisible in this moment? Because I don't want people to see me because if they see me, I'm probably going to disrupt the entire situation. And while I'm in those moments of like asking God to shrink me, of course he doesn't. He hides me in his safe place, but I don't shrink, right? Um, I'm reminded like, wow, God, am I still being bothered and plagued by thoughts of thinking that being disruptive, but mm-hmm. what the enemy thought he was going to use, God's going to use it for right, good. Right, right, So I just bring that up because when it goes into thinking thoughts captive, sometimes it's also, we also have to reframe our minds and renew our minds on certain words that were spoken mm-hmm. That the enemy has tried to basically take ownership over a word. Mm-hmm. So when you hear it, you are triggered in a negative way so that you are not able to fully embrace and walk in those moments. It's kind of like the enemy will suck the joy and the life out of the situation. God's saying, I want you to go in that city and I want you to disrupt it. I want you to disrupt it in, in the name of Jesus. Disrupt it. Right. right? right. And you're kind of like, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. No disrupting, Lord. No. Mm-mm. That's not good. Remember, God, remember when I was disruptive? So now it's like I think about taking thoughts captive in a way to where they are not able to hinder my movement and my calling and my purpose. Um, yeah, that's, I don't know. Does and that make sense? It does make sense. And I, you know, I do want to say this too, that... Um, we're in a cycle, we're in a pivotal moment that nothing is new under the sun that the enemy has not tried. Mm, It's just a different recycling of what he's already tried previously in years and decades ago and centuries ago, right? So the pandemic happened. Now there is this increasing amount of mental health issues that People are struggling with this. And I, if, if you're listening to this, we will make sure that we get some information, um, whether it's on, you know, yeah. when we post this, we'll, that if you need make you know, some, links available some therapy or someone to talk to, uh, we'll, we'll make that available. But also on the spiritual sense of it, um, know that we're praying for you mm-hmm. and praying for your freedom um, in your mind. And, you know, the Bible says to take, captive of your thoughts like we've been talking about but sometimes when you deal with mental health it feels like your thoughts are taking you captive that you are in a prison um and and it's it's the other way around to where you feel like you're you're the captive you're the you're the one who's in the jail in your mind and you're not yourself and that's how the enemy wants you to see yourself and god you know today is saying that he just wants you free 
And we just declare freedom over your mind in Jesus' name. Amen. That you'll walk in freedom, that you'll take captive of, of your thoughts daily, nightly, um, hourly, and you will be free. Mm-hmm. And we believe that. And we stand with you in that. And um, it's just the simple steps of what we're saying, discerning, renewing, and allowing God to do the rest. Discerning, mm-hmm. renewing, allow God to do the rest. So good. So good, guys. We're just going to end it. Um, definitely Second Corinthians 10, 11. We demolish arguments and every pretentious thought that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. That's right. That was right. Second Corinthians 10, 11. Guys, we love you. And this is just one of those times to where um, if you just want to take this week and really just ask God, God, what thoughts do I need to take captive and what thoughts have been taking me captive? That was so good, Brandon, when you said that. Because that's, yeah, so, so good. So, yeah, asking God that question. God, what thoughts do I need to take captive? And what thoughts have been taking me captive? And we love you and we're praying for you that you will be free and walk in boldly and confidently and have peace and joy um, this week. We're so excited that you tuned in to listen to this episode with me and my love bug. We pray that it blessed you. We're super excited. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure that you like and share it. Send it to someone else so they can bless somebody. Definitely make sure that you comment. We want to hear from you. We want to know how this is going with you. We love you so much. We can't wait to hear you and see you next week. Until next time, guys, be blessed.